you're invited to Day Gleam Chicago 2020. Yay! January 19, 2020, we are inviting all of our Made Mavens out to a self-care social all day at the Roosevelt Collection in Chicago. Enjoy a full day of panels, pop-ups, treatments, and more. Get your tickets now at daygleamchicago.com. Welcome back to Truth or Dare with Chris Christian. Thanks for being here, guys. Super duper excited to talk to and share with today. If you have not been a listener before, this is a podcast that reveals the truth behind entrepreneurship and explores practical strategies on how to sustain in business. Today, I have my good friend, Anjana Raj here. Hi. Hi! <laughs> I'm so happy to have you, girlfriend. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here. So, Anjana, she is someone that I met at Black Tech Mecca's summit like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. How truthful are we going to be about how no, we met? No, <laughs> listen, and that's why I want to get down to the nitty gritty truth. <laughs> Tell us how we met. Okay, so it was probably midnight and I was plastered. <laughs> No lie. <laughs> I was. I don't know if I had even had a drink. No, you were working the event and like right. did a great job. And nice I, girl. oh, absolutely. I didn't even know you existed. <clears throat> and then I was there for my, you know, company that was like uh, had a couple of tickets for the event. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my god, this is amazing. People of color, especially black people in technology, that's like an underrated like underrepresented community and I was also on this soapbox of brown people and black people need to connect especially in technology (laughs) we definitely attracted yeah each other yes I think so and then there was this time where I was like waiting for my lift or something and I was like sitting down and then I ran into your husband who I I don't think I've ever seen again (laughs) (laughs) he's in the shadows (laughs) no he's always at my bit yeah yeah he is but I've just like focused into your direction Mm -hmm. so I have no yeah I was like oh this is a great event and I was like ready to spill out what I think about what brown and black people should do for each other and he listened so kind to this drunk person (laughs) that was trying to talk to him and he was like you should talk to my wife and I was like okay I mean I'll talk to anybody who who will listen (laughs) stuttering and sluttering like that (laughs) It literally was like past midnight. And then I canceled my ride because my ride had come. Oh, yeah. And I was like, no, no, let me talk to this girl and see what's up. And you also were very actively listening, even though, like, I don't know what the hell I said. But you, I mean, you made sense. Did I? You definitely made sense. And I was like, you know, she has something here. (laughs) But I don't know exactly what the takeaway is. And then I gave you my number. Mm -hmm. And then you gave me your number. And then that was it. That was the end of the night. And then I remember sitting in the car and I was like, who did I just talk to? (laughs) And then I was like, okay, I hope I didn't embarrass myself too much. Hopefully, we'll all just forget it happened. And then it's like, fine. And then two weeks later, I get an email from you, which I hadn't even given you my email. So the fact that you looked, I could not stop thinking about what you said because it resonated with me that black and brown women needed to connect, especially in entrepreneurship and technology. Yeah. And if we could come together, these niches, what we could do, how how powerful we could become. And I literally went in the Eventbrite and found your name. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, Which bring me to the next thing, which is Anoma. 
Yes. So tell us about your background. Tell mm-hmm. us your story. Tell sure. us about Anoma and what you all are doing. Okay. So my name is Anjana Raj. I'm a South Asian, Indian American living in Chicago. So that's like a little bit about me. But I was born in India and I moved to Alabama and then Kansas. So I've just kind of been all around the different Bible belts. Um, <clears throat> I work in technology now. But uh, a friend of mine and I started a beauty company called Anoma Cosmetics, and we started it because we felt really underrepresented within our options. Both of us are very, um, like, beauty enthusiasts, so we're always looking for new products, and, like, we're very, like, nitty-gritty about what ingredients are in there and how Mm -hmm. it's going to help. And so we just realized that if there was representation, then it wasn't always good quality ingredients that were in there. And if it was really good quality ingredients, there was no representation. So mm-hmm. it was there was this thing like branding and marketing <clears throat> from beauty companies was, oh, check a box, right? Make sure every color is there. Mm-hmm. But nobody really looks more than like, is it good for you? Is it good mm-hmm. for your skin? Um, we just felt like it was two different worlds and nobody really cared about luxury for us. You know, the darker, deeper tones. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Right. And it's, yeah, so that's a different conversation. But we just felt like, okay, well, if it doesn't exist, then we got to do it, right? And that's always been part of my life. It's just if it doesn't exist, then do it, you know, be the one. And Sai, my partner, got me involved in Anoma Cosmetics. And I really believed in what she believed in and really wanted to give people that wanted to learn more about the cosmetic and beauty industry, about what's good for them, what's not good for them, and then understand what, like, what their skin needs and what their uh, beauty means to them and mm-hmm. all of that. So it's been really cool. I work as a creative officer for Anoma. So it's been allowing me to be more creative. So like during the day I have this very technical job and then, you know, uh, and every other the hour that's not the day I have this very creative job. Yeah, so you get to have the best of both worlds. A little bit. I want to talk about this identity conversation that we're talking about man how much time do we have do we have a little bit all the time you need oh thank you I would say when our parents immigrated to the country they didn't know about America being diverse in the way that it is when you think of America it's just like this great land of opportunity like nothing's really holding you back but that's not really the case once you get here is that depending on where you live there it could be more racist or less racist or more opportunity less opportunity So the reason I lived in Alabama and Kansas is not by accident. Like the need for the kind of work that my dad did was just more available in those places because people weren't living there, right? So he's an engineer, and so no engineer wanted to live in Alabama. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he didn't know about racism, right? So when I went to school there, I just felt like, oh, I didn't really belong. And you do kind of grow up with this. And I think every immigrant person that I've talked to wanted to be white when they were in middle school. Literally everyone. And it's just because I think our culture, historically, Indian culture, hasn't really put a lot of things in place uh, to help us with creating our identity. Mm -hmm. It comes from a lot of external, like, validations. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're an engineer, you're a doctor, you make a lot of money, or you went to a prestigious school. There's, like, all these external validations. And so when you come to a country who doesn't really care about all that kind of stuff and sizes you up by your race, it feels really like, oh, I'm worthless because no one's going to really see me for what I am. And I've we've talked about this before, whereas... You know, I saw the black women and black men in, in Alabama, and I was like, oh, they know who they are. There's a strength that comes from them that I don't see in my community. 
So I just like saw people of examples of who I wanted to be like and built it up from there. But yeah, I think it's just like the lack of exposure that we've had when we were growing up. There weren't a lot of people like us in school, but maybe now it's different. Maybe in Chicago, it's definitely different. So, I mean, it's just amazing to see you feel like that as a child and then blossom into this very confident, beautiful woman. Like, how did you find your beauty through those feelings as a child? Yeah, Um, it's a really good question, actually. And I've been trying to answer that because... Like if I want to be a you know a mentor, a big sister for people, I want to be able to guide them similarly. Mm-hmm. And I think <clears throat> it's because I wanted to be nicer to people. And let me kind of break that down a little bit. So if I see another person and I don't pass judgment and I immediately think, no, they're a happy individual who deserves love and happiness and joy and everything that they should, regardless of what society has told them is wrong with them, then I can see myself that way too. Right. So like if I don't find flaws in someone else, then I'm going to be kinder to myself. Yes. Yes. And so that's just something that I practiced. I'm like, okay, if I can't be kind to myself, be kind to other people and don't pass judgment. And yeah, and I think it just kind of worked, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do you find the confidence? (laughs) That's a really good question. When I was younger, when I was in Alabama, I had a friend who would just be like, no one else knows that you don't have confidence. So just fake it. Only you know that you don't have confidence. (laughs) So pretend you do. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would. I would just be like, well, no one knows that I feel really insecure and like uh, nervous and have anxiety. So let's just pretend I don't. And then it just kind of worked too. Because now you say you can get up in front of a crowd of people. Yeah. And not even care. And and how? I think it's really a lot of practice. I'm pretty good at communicating. Mm -hmm. And so I can just turn on that part of my brain and just like, I've. So you Sasha Fierce. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Where I just like, oh, go do that thing. I'm just going to chill and sit back. And that's what I feel when I feel I'm on stage. I actually feel like I'm sitting back, which, yeah, I can't really explain. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I've had people who loved me and supported me throughout my life and feeling loved and supported will do amazing things for your confidence I feel like yeah and it's just like unconditionally I just had really strong friendships when I was growing up that just made me realize oh this is how you be a friend this is how you show up for people and so I was lucky so what about the people that didn't have any friends (laughs) (laughs) it's true what do you what advice would you give them well what advice would you give someone new to a city yeah or you know who just quit their job and now have to conquer a whole new terrain some just different in different environments because one thing that you said about growing up you didn't really have one home you had several homes so you had to meet friends quickly and yeah and that's kind of the reason I have so much confidence is like I don't I can't sit back if I sat back I would never have any friends and so the fact that I you know just came up to you or to your husband at the end of an event that's not a new thing for me I'll just go and talk to people and so that's never held me back and if I connect with them great like, I actually made a friend in, a, like, an Uber ride pool because I was just, like, talking to her, and she was like, do you want to be friends? And you're such a 
friendly person. I think you just make somebody want to be your friend. <laughs> I don't feel as comfortable. I'll be yeah. honest. This yeah. is the truth. I don't feel as comfortable going up to strangers. Yeah. I, and I think that that's a key. I think you have to like be a little bit okay with being yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And it hasn't landed me a friend every time I've done it. Sometimes it falls really flat. It's just like picking up girls, I guess, if you were a guy. You know, you just go. It's <laughs> yeah. like a numbers game. Yeah. So is that how you and your co-founder Simon? How did how did you guys meet? We actually have a very similar like cultural background, mm -hmm. and so our parents or like our community knew each other and okay. like put us together. But we have, even though we have very similar cultural backgrounds, we reacted the same way to our culture in our like rebellion, non-conformist way. So it kind of you know unified us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what were like? Why did you decide to become rebellious? In your situation there was a lot of like rules i felt like in indian culture about what especially women could and couldn't be mm -hmm. uh, girls and it was just like enforced at a very young age and i had this like i think people allowed me to be a brat because i was the first grandchild in all of my family so people just kind of like spoiled me a little bit mm -hmm. which gave me the confidence to just like say what i wanted because I never felt like, oh, I was going to be punished, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And so they would be like, oh, women aren't supposed to do that. And be like, why? I'm going to do it anyway, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it was a little bit of my cultural, like, background, but also my family background that helped me or shaped me. So in terms of your background, is entrepreneurship or the thought of entrepreneurship, is that something that's accepted? It is, actually. I think my parents are always like... How do they feel about Anoma? They love it. They're very supportive. But I think there is this like thing that worries them about the stability of it. I mean, brown people love stability. That's why they all become engineers and doctors. You know, it's just like this thing that's like, oh, you're going to be highly regarded in the society. Everybody's going to think you're smart. You're a hard worker, you know, mm -hmm. super stable. Um, <clears throat> but my grandfather was an entrepreneur. Really? Mm hmm. And he like was able to do really well for himself. Really? Mm -hmm. What did he do? So he uh, sold gold, like jewelry. Oh, girl, shut up. <laughs> he was in the jewelry business. Okay, Anjana, <laughs> we know where you're from. <laughs> There's just like a lot of gold in India. The British hadn't gotten to yet. <laughs> wow, your grandfather sold gold. Yeah, I, you know, and I was kind of talking to you about this earlier. I, I don't think of my life as this thing that's like long I think of my life as actions I do every day mm -hmm. so I think I was mentioning this before it was like you can be you can say that you're an artist you could say that you're an activist or you could say that you're a writer but if you never write every day and if you never paint every day then you're not an artist and you're not a writer in the sense that if you don't do the things that you say that you are then you're not those things <laughs> so if I say people are important to me then every day I should like make time for the people in my in my life and put people, treat people with kindness and, you know, respect and fight for them if they can't fight for themselves. So, but that happens every day, right? You can't just sit on Twitter and do that. That's really good, Anjana. That's really good. It's all about action and not thumb thugs. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But it's all about your values and living your values. But sometimes it's hard to think about people when you do have to put Mm -hmm. A meal on your table. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, it is. And clothes on your back. I'm lucky, right? I'm lucky enough. Who gets to think about 
people all day long sometimes and i think about this sometimes you want to be nice to everybody but you can't but you might have the wrong tone with somebody by mistake and does that mean you don't you're not a good person no i think it's more about actions don't yeah and i'm not saying like you know be a pushover like definitely (laughs) be nice to people all the time it's more about how is it impacting you i'm coming from this people niceness thing but in a selfish way right if i treat you with respect and you don't treat me with respect i'm just like huh not my problem your problem Mm -hmm. that's your shit right and uh, it doesn't affect me i can just like rub it off Mm -hmm. and i don't internalize it whereas if i go and i say well you know people aren't my priority and you disrespect me and I'm like oh it's because of like you think I'm some way mm-hmm. and then now I'm upset and it impacts my life it impacts my self-esteem it impacts my you know like the goals that I had set for the day I don't want that right I mean that's because one part the second was you reacting mm-hmm. and the first one was you being proactive in how you were going to feel regardless yeah right and i think it's just taking some ownership of where you want to be and i know a lot of times when i was growing up i would it it was definitely a learned behavior but just complaining yeah complaining and then the thing is what's happening is you're reciprocating by getting complaints back Mm -hmm. you know or getting the negative attitudes back and I think a lot of times we're just so caught up in the next thing, moving, 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 that yeah. we're not thinking about, man, these are people. Like, I was on the phone yeah. the other day with um, some customer service team, and I was realizing this person is, it's 12 o'clock at night. They're talking on the phone with me. This is a person. This is not a robot. This is not, like, they got stuff to do. Today. Yeah. You know, she has children. We start talking, talking, talking deep into a conversation. I'm like, man, yeah. you never remember that yeah. these people actually, everyone are real human beings and have real feelings. And yeah. you treat everyone with that respect just like they couldn't do anything for you. Yeah, That's what I try to live like, regardless if you can do something for me or not. I'm going to still treat you the same. Yeah. I, recently, I've been popping off, though. <laughs> but that's I think, the truth. <laughs> but I think part of it is that you got to know the difference. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you have to know who gets your respect and who doesn't. Someone who disrespects me first, they're not going to get my respect. No, you know what? You're going to get my respect every time. Oh, good you for you. You know why? Why? Because. I wish I could be as good as you then. <laughs> because why am I going to give you the. Yeah. The satisfaction. The satisfaction to even think that you got me. I'm right. going to be me yeah. regardless how yeah. I feel. And I can be mean, but it's not in an in-your-face way. It's in a what's... Oh yeah, I'm. Ooh, I'm. I'm, I'm, yeah. you. I'm. I'm. I'm mean in a way like what's really what's really going on. Let's talk about that because I know you don't want to. Oh, so you call it out? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I'm pretty confrontational. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. <laughs> I really wish people would be more direct. I wish so too. Days. People don't like it. Sometimes people they don't like it. People love tippy-toeing around. Oh, yeah. No. Stuff. And I really just, I'm just like, if there's an issue, let's just talk it out and then hug it out. Yes. And love it out. <laughs> I think if you cared about the person, you would bring it up. Yeah. I, I think if you don't care about the person. I know that some people aren't confrontationalist, but mm-hmm. if you care about the relationship, I think you would put your own uncomfortability aside and you say, this is important to me. And so how whatever happened, we got to fix it. Well, can't 
we just decide to let it go and still love the person? You could do that. Yeah. But then like. Because at the end of the day, when you think about it and you pull back all the layers, mm -hmm. it's like it was probably something that was going on in your internal yeah. spirit that had nothing to do with me. Yeah. And then I was mad. So really it was miscommunication. Yes, it's always. the day. Yes. We know what it is. Yes. So let's just let it go. Yeah. Oftentimes I bring it up. There was a, I don't want to get into it too much, but there was like this misunderstanding and texting was horrible. Yeah. Now that we communicate with it. So I, I was expecting one of my friends to be more excited, but she wasn't. Yeah. And because when I you wanted more emojis. <laughs> <laughs> And I you was just, <laughs> yes, I just wanted some guests, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I just didn't get it. And I was just like, did I, like, it's just not like her yeah. to not do that. And so I was like, did I do something to, like, upset her? So I just asked. I was like, hey, I was expecting a little bit more excitement from you. I don't know if I said something to make you feel like this about something else I just don't want to read into it and that's why I'm asking you mm -hmm. and she was honest she was like oh I, I'm sorry work has been really like stressful and so it's just dulled down my responses really a lot that I'm I am very excited for you and so to, talking about it now I don't have to like recall it later let's say we do get over it yeah but something else happens and, and I'll be like, like oh mm. that last time right that's so real I think we make up so many stories about mm. yeah. what somebody could be thinking. Mm -hmm. And nine times out of ten, they're probably not even thinking all this. No. First of all, you were probably not that important to them. <laughs> That's the main thing. I used to really want validation yeah. for every little thing that I did. And I would call my mom like, guess what? Tell her what I did. Mm -hmm. Just get the little gas. And then I'd call my other friend and tell her what I did. Another thing. You know, and it's just like, did you? do you need all that? Yeah. Just just move on about your day. Pat yourself on the back and keep it going. Mm -hmm. No one cares at the end of the day. They're going to be like, good job. Yeah, yes. It's like, <laughs> it's like you know. on our parents, though. Yeah. I mean, they were just like. They, they would tell us how great we were growing up so much. But I think so it's. So special. <laughs> but I think it gave us good confidence. So that's good. Confidence yeah. that needs to be stroked so mm -hmm. much. Yes. Really. Yes. Yes. If somebody ain't liking your picture, you're yeah. feeling away. If somebody ain't responding to your IG stories, Listen. you're like, ooh, I look must be ugly. How many times do we refresh a page to see if there's more likes? More, more, more. I think it's a drug, and you just got to be careful of how much your own self-worth comes from it. Yeah. I, you know, when I was growing up, I think I was very susceptible to thin white women. Like, everyone was thin white women. Mm -hmm. It was so funny. So I've never dated a, a white man before. Me either. <laughs> And so, that, but that's normal. Yeah, I think Indian people dating white men is pretty normal. Mm -hmm. I bring this up because there was a time where I had fully like blossomed into who I am now. Mm -hmm. Now she <laughs> <laughs> And one of my coworkers, or like friends, I would say, um, she was like, "How come you don't date white men?" And I was like, "Where are all the white men?" I didn't even see them. They don't even process my psyche, right? And that's kind of how I feel about like white women too. Like I, it just like goes right through. It's just not stimuli that elicits any kind of emotion from me. Yeah, and that's something. It's, it's sad. Mm -hmm. It should. Like we're all human beings. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, the connection. I think it's the overstimulation. Right. Like I've been given so many like since TV and magazines and stuff. There's always been white people and everything that I'm just like, oh, I'm looking, I'm searching <clears> for <throat> like representation or like 
more color, but that's all my vision is like focused to, so that I, everything else kind of seems like not to be punny here, but white noise. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I can definitely relate, but but I also think that we can really block ourselves. Yeah. I agree. From connecting to white women because of the stereotypes that we, and, and just the negative connotation that we had to deal with our entire lives. You're not the only one. I mean, I just want everybody to be themselves. Today, we're going to talk about beauty routines. This is a segment that we're going to do about routines because I truly believe for any vision to work, you have to be consistent and you have to instill a routine on a daily, weekly, monthly, bi-weekly basis. This is something I'm working on. So it starts with beauty. Bow. I, I love that. I think that's so true. Because even if you're trying to make a change to your life, I think consistency is key. Same way with skin. Skin is about investing in your future self, right? So if I didn't live in Chicago, I don't know it would be as intense. Because depending on the humidity points of the different places you live, you can get away with a lot less. So I wash my face and I don't use a foaming cleanser. I use like an oil cleanser or like um, a gel cleanser. So give us one that we should try out. Shea Moisture has this like glow getter cleanser. That's pretty good. It's very like creamy and, and heavy. So in the winter months, that's really nice. Uh, Glossier has a milky jelly cleanser. Um, that's really good for the summertime. And a lot milky of- Milky jelly? Milky jelly. Ooh, yeah. Ooh that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and so they don't lather. So like Mister, foam- Yes, I love that type of consistency. Me too. Because foaming, what it does is just takes away the moisture from your face. That's exactly what I got, a foamy one. Mm. Yeah, especially in the winter, don't do it. Okay, so now that your face is clean and you gotta wash for 60 seconds, um, what is it, the- global esthetician, I forgot her name, but she is like the inventor of that and I truly believe in it. So you wash for 60 seconds and then you follow it up with a toner. So what a toner does, it restores the pH balance of your skin because when you introduced water and soap, it made it drier. And so Anoma has a toner called Skin Splash and it comes in like five different variations depending on your skin type, if you have dry skin, um, like mature skin, uh, skin that like is prone to acne, hyperpigmentation, things like that. So you can be a little bit more targeted. What that is doing is that it's reintroducing moisture into your skin so that it can get into the lower levels. Then I use a essence. Depending on how you layer, you can layer Anoma Skin Splash 2 on top of it, like a different one. There's one for moisture, so you can do that. I switch between Anoma ones and Fresh has an essence called um, Black Tea Kombucha Essence. It's like a very slippery feel to it. The Korean philosophy is that you're layering moisture because Americans, what we used to do is we used to wash our face and then we toned it, but then we put a moisturizer on top. But it's not moisturizing the skin between the first layer and the deeper layers. So after an essence, for me, what are we on? Step three, I use a serum. So during the day, I use a vitamin C serum. At night, I use um, retinol serum. But I'm so sensitive to retinol, but they have recently a plant-based retinol called Bacuchiol. How do you spell that? B-A-K-U-C-H-I-O-L. I feel like I'm in a spelling bee. <laughs> Bacuchiol. 
So that's a serum. Mm-hmm. So that one's good. And it gives you all the properties of retinol without your face feeling sensitive. After that, depending on how dry I feel, in the recent months, I feel like even drier. Valeda Skin Food has a moisturizer that's really good. Very heavy, thick and creamy. So this is after the serum? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Valeda, W-E-L-D-A. It's skin food. You can get that at Target. It's very thick and creamy. W-E. Mm-hmm. Welda? Valeda? Maybe I'm missing an E. Maybe it's L-E-D-A. And then eye cream. So don't forget eye cream. Jeez Louise. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't just build itself. I use the Kiehl's avocado eye cream. Also very thick and creamy. Thanks, girl. Yeah, that's it. I cannot wait to try this stuff because I realize that I'm blessed to have a skin that just looks like I just woke up like this. <laughs> yes, you do. But I need to just get on so it. So if, if your skin, like if I didn't do all of this now, because my skin is used to being pampered, right? If I don't do it, it doesn't know how to do it itself. Whereas you already know how to do it. Your skin is like prepared. So if I don't do it and I go outside, it will crack literally. Wow. So this is really to keep that moisture sealed. Yeah. Awesome. Where can we find Anoma? Anoma is on its own website. So we're a B2C, so business to consumer. Um, Anomacosmetics.com. We're currently in the process of restocking, so a lot of our products will be available very soon. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, you can follow us at Anoma Cosmetics on Instagram. Awesome. Well, I cannot wait to follow your journey. Thank you. And to support Anoma Cosmetics. Oh, thank you. Anything else you would like to share with us? Any any gems that you thought of? Ooh, uh, you know, actually, speaking of habits, I think that's a really good point, and I've been trying to track my habits. There's this app called Way of Life. It's very simple. You just say what's important to you in terms of like what habits you want to track, and you just say yes or no on the day that you did it. So let's say you want to drink eight glasses of water. Mm-hmm. You say eight glasses of water and yes or no if you did it, or you went to the gym, or that you checked in with yourself on how you were feeling, or mm-hmm. you had a drink or didn't have a drink. And so I can show you at the end of the day you it actually it keeps you accountable and it also shows you what you've been doing and how well you've been doing so like it has tracking so it's like nice yeah so like overall like are you doing good are you not doing good it's pretty neat no hookah no alcohol (laughs) yeah right (laughs) save money exercise i've been trying to be more vegetarian so when do you do this every day every night that's that's pretty awesome. You're such a project manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you're right. So, like, you know, um, my therapist told me to put feelings in there because I sometimes don't check my, like, how I'm feeling. I'll just, like, go through my day. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, and I was like, oh, that's, that wasn't great. So she's just like, yeah, just check in with yourself. And then when you click on it, you can say, did you check in or didn't check in? I love that. Mm-hmm. So then how would you say you've done over the past year reflecting on this year? What did, have you been true so, to your routine? No, I fail all the time. As we all do. Yeah. My skincare, I've gotten a little bit better because I turned 30 this year. So I'm like, mm, this is no longer failing. All <laughs> right. But everything else, I'm just kind of like more focused on just being kind to myself. If it doesn't work, that's okay. There's tomorrow. And yeah. you tried, right? So. Yeah. Because I think like we do sometimes beat ourselves up for it. And so if sometimes if this isn't helpful, it only reminds me how many times I've failed. Right. Then don't do it. I was just going to say, though, because I would look at it and be like, damn, damn, damn. <laughs> I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Yeah. And feel more anxiety. Yeah. Feel more then don't do it. Mm-mm. You know, I feel like we have so 
Yeah. I would rather than focus on the positive. So I've been kind of slipping and I haven't been following it. So now I'm like, I'm not going <laughs> to log it. So it's not always. But then you just got to be like, you know what? I am trying every day about the positives, right? I'm trying every day. I'm trying to like understand myself more. Right. Uh, yeah. Be kind to myself and others. Hopefully. How are you going to be kind to yourself this upcoming season i think just like not being so hard on yourself criticizing yourself a lot mm -hmm. or like self-talk self-talk absolutely yeah i think that's it every time what what am i telling myself what's the story that i'm telling myself yeah is it a lot of you're not good enough or you're not this you're not that but you know sometimes i'm like that sounds right and i know i have to be telling myself yeah crazy things but i'm like I think a lot of times I'm telling myself some really great things yeah. too. I'm like, yes, girl. <laughs> so I feel like I fall into that more. Yeah, I do. But it's like, it's, you just have to be aware and conscious. Yeah. It, it'll sneak in there. So yeah, it'll sneak yeah. in there. Yeah. And then before you know it, you're like, oh, I feel fat or I feel dumb or whatever, right? <laughs> Thank you so much, Anjana. We enjoyed you today. Can you please tell everyone where to find you personally? Yes. Well, first of all, I had a great time talking to you about all this stuff. Um, I am at Anjana Na at Instagram. So like, so it's A-N-J-A-N-A -A and then additional N-A. And then on Twitter, I'm Anaranjada, which is orange in Spanish. I know. So that's A-N-A-R-A-N. <laughs> You know what? Uh, you'll you'll find me. Just type my name. We'll in. put you in the um, <laughs> description. I haven't. And we'll we'll also share our um, true routine beauty in the description, along with links to everything. Thanks, guys. Thanks, girlfriend. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys, to Truth or Dare with Chris Christian. This was an awesome episode because Anjana and I spanned the conversation from everything to identity, confidence, and beauty and finding it within. I truly believe that personal and professional development go hand in hand on the journey in entrepreneurship and success. And so there are a lot of gems that we talked about that's applicable to life and business in this conversation, which is why I loved it so much. And so here is a recap of the takeaways that really resonated with me. One, fill a void in an industry that doesn't include you. I love that Anoma Cosmetics saw a hole in the beauty industry. They said as women of color, it's not only important to address the complexion issue. You know, a lot of brands now have many various foundations for different skin colors and complexions. But as a woman of color who may be battling um, some different skin type issues, there were limited products on the market. And so they are filling that void in the skincare industry, which is really cool um, because it's not about being the next Fenty Beauty, but it's about being and feeling a void that is not being addressed. Rich Dennis, who is the founder of Essence or the CEO of Essence and founder of Sundial Brands, I was looking at a, a fireside chat with him the other day and he was talking about entrepreneurs and securing funding. And as an investor, he doesn't like when entrepreneurs say, and I'm paraphrasing something like, I want to be the 
next Twitter or Facebook, he likes it when he hears entrepreneurs say, big companies aren't including me and I'm going to change that. And so that's really key um, is looking at it from a lens of you're, you're addressing a key need in a market that has overlooked it. So that's one. Two, and this is so simple, but I love it in see yourself in others. You know, Anjana talked about being kind to others. And I've also spoken about this before, about how a lot of business has to do with relationships and the ability to build them. And it's seeing yourself in others. It's empathizing with others. It's putting your feet in someone else's shoes so that you can treat them with care like you would yourself, right? And this is the golden rule. We all know it. Treat others like you treat yourself. You'd want to treat yourself. And it's it's very key, but I love that it's a reminder of what strengthens relationships. So that's two. Three, be proactive in making connections. Although Anjana was plastered when she saw me in her words, <laughs> she was fearless. And this is something that she gained from, you know, being someone who has had several homes and traveled a lot as a kid. But don't be afraid to go up to strangers and talk about your idea. People don't know what's in your head and you never know, especially at summits and conferences and in different places where everyone is trying to network. You never know who you're going to meet, you know, what connection or opportunity can come out of it. I think that, you know, our relationship is a great example of that. And one thing that Anjana said was be okay with being uncomfortable. It's okay. It's okay that you walk up and someone may not know you or may not remember you. It's okay. Keep it moving. Let it roll. Okay. So that's number three. This is number four. Live who slash what you say you are. Oh, child, this is a good one. My life mantra is do what you say you're going to do. Of course, anybody that knows me knows that. And just do what you say you're going to do. If you promise me something, just deliver. And I really strive to do this. And I cannot say that I'm perfect because I'm absolutely not. But something that's truly important to me. And this is similar in a similar vein. Anjana was mentioning, you know, if you say your family is important, make time for them. You know, if you say your friends are important, show up for them doing what you say you're going to do, living who you say you are. And if you live to be that person, you believe in that person. When you break promises to yourself and and let's just say I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. and and work on this project and you don't give up up till nine, you don't truly believe in yourself and you begin to compromise your character and others definitely start believing in you. So definitely live who you say you are. That will give you the confidence and belief in yourself that's so very necessary in entrepreneurship. Last, Gash yourself up, y'all. Gash yourself up if no one else does. This is really something, and I've mentioned this before in other episodes, I think is so key because as kids, especially for me, my parents just told me I was just the most amazing thing since sliced bread. And I think a lot of millennials can relate to our baby boomer parents because they wanted the best for us, right? Telling us how great we were. But I think it did quite a bit of damage because when we went into the real world, oh boy, no No one told us how great we were. No one gave us reminders. You're winning and you're kind of looking and trying to get that and find that validation from other sources. And it's really not about what someone else recognizes or, you know, the value someone else sees in you. It's about you seeing the value in you. 
and acknowledging that, which is, you know, really called self-nurturing. It's nurturing yourself as a baby. We are all nurtured. Most of us are nurtured by our parents and they give us the baby talk, the Google, the Gaga, all these things. And that's kind of what you have to, to do for yourself to stay in the game. This is a, a long road. It is a long road. It's important to feel good about yourself and not self-loathe and talk about yourself. It's so easy to say negative things about yourself. So make it a point to gas yourself up. Write yourself a love letter. Tell yourself how much you love you and you're appreciative of the accomplishments that you've made. Write down your accomplishments consistently. And I think that that would do you good and reflect on them. Celebrate yourself. So that's it. Okay, one last thing, bonus. So Anjana also gave us her true beauty routine and she gave us a full beauty routine for skincare specifically, gave us all the products. Please rewind this, go back, listen to it. And I hope that helps you. Generally to me, routines are pretty important when achieving success and being on the road because consistency is key. Consistency in everything that you do is key because when you're consistent, you build momentum. And when you build momentum, that's exactly what you need to keep going. Entrepreneurship is about perseverance and staying in the game. And so if you can stay in the game because you've been doing this over and over and over, you can level up. So I hope this was helpful, guys. It sure was to be. Um, thank you for staying with me. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode. This podcast is sponsored by Chicago French Press. Chicago French Press offers freshly roasted organic flavored coffee delivered right to your doorstep. Learn more about our monthly subscriptions at chicagofrenchpress.com. You've been listening to Truth or Dare with Chris Christian, a podcast that reveals the truth behind entrepreneurship and explores practical strategies on how to sustain in business. You can find the podcast every Monday at chrischristian.com backslash podcast.